today, the provincial government announced it will be expanding its crisis response team to nine communities. It will spend $3 million on the program, uh, which will partner healthcare workers with police to respond to mental health related calls. Joining me now to discuss the issue is Jennifer Whiteside, BC's Minister of Mental Health and Addictions. Ms. Whiteside, thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Good afternoon, Jazz. Good afternoon. I know you made the decision or the announcement uh, earlier today uh, in uh, in uh, the Fraser Valley. Uh, talk to me a little bit about why you need to be expanding this program. Yeah, you know, what we're really finding, Jazz, is that um, uh, we're a lot from police around the um, the degree to which they are increasingly being pulled into calls that involve mental health issues. So individuals in some form of experiencing some form of mental distress. In fact, about one in five interactions in BC uh, with police involves someone with a mental health disorder. And so this is in part um, based on what we know is working in a number of other communities where they have these integrated teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's responding to what we've heard both from municipalities and law enforcement and, and healthcare as well, that, th- that this is a more appropriate approach to trying to address uh, mental health issues. So where are you expanding to uh, as of today? Um, are expanding to Abbotsford, Port Coquitlam and Coquitlam, Penticton, Burnaby, Chilliwack, Vernon, Squamish, Prince Rupert, and the West Shore on Vancouver Island. Now, my understanding is there's about uh, 10 other communities uh, in British Columbia that have a similar program, Victoria, Surrey, uh, Vancouver, mm-hmm. including Kamloops as well. Mm-hmm. Is there a desire to make this the norm uh, province-wide? Well, you know, what I would say, Jazz, is that I think what we're seeing is that we need, we really need a continuum. We have, uh, when we, when uh, people are experiencing uh, some kind of mental distress, whether that's as a result of a mental, uh, mental disorder, or whether it's a result of a substance use issue, or something, something's not going right. Um, there are times when it might be appropriate to have a, um, a peer-assisted care team, which is another program that we've, been, that we've begun to scale up over the last couple of years. And I just made an announcement a few weeks ago about expanding that program as well. Mm-hmm. And that is a team that involves um, peers working with mental health workers to engage and de-escalate in, um, in, in circumstances that, that are appropriate, where we don't require police to be, to be present. And then if we move up, up the sort of acuity scale to a situation that's maybe a bit more complex, um, we have mobile uh, um, integrated crisis teams that involve a police law enforcement paired with a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. And those situations might be a bit more complex. Um, and then, of course, there are situations where we just we really need a policing response because there's a serious you know, um, um, public safety danger. Um what is driving this in your mind? I mean, beyond just COVID, some have talked about, but, you know, 10 years ago, uh, I wouldn't be having this conversation with a Minister of Mental Health and Addictions. Uh, perhaps it would be a health minister, but generally we didn't talk about these types of things very often in the media and in our personal lives. What do you think is driving a lot of this now, which is actually impacting policy and how we spend tax dollars? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question, Jazz. And I think, you know, if I just sort of go, go back to my, uh, my, my, my former life before politics, working, uh, working with unions and healthcare with healthcare workers, you know, I, we were in a time pre-COVID where we were starting to really recognize the impact of, um, of mental health issues on the workplace, for example. Mm-hmm. We were de- had developed national standards. I think we were starting to really understand that, you know, people are whole people. They come with all of the 
you know, all of their concerns and issues and, and, and conditions, they sort of bring those with them wherever they go. And we really need to be responsive as a society, as a community, and, you know, in workplaces everywhere to, um, to support people um, with, uh, with the challenges that they may be experiencing. You know, and then the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. and that really just um, really sent the um, uh, issues related to anxiety um, and and a mental distress in some circumstances uh, just really, really exacerbated that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, these responses are very much trying to respond to what people are experiencing in their communities, sort of what they see on the streets, you know, people they might be concerned concerned about who maybe aren't, aren't, aren't getting connections to care that they need. And that's what these teams can really help with. And, and in fact, what we heard from frontline providers, uh, from the nurse who staffs one of the, the Surrey teams, um, is that she spends a lot of her shifts um, working, um, supported with uh, with law enforcement to um, connect, really connect, to connect people to care, mm-hmm. and to make sure that they're uh, you know that they're getting continuity of care. Uh, I mean, just speaking specifically with the about the Met- Metro Vancouver for a moment, you got Vancouver, Surrey, which are already communities that were uh, had existing programs, but you throw mm-hmm. in Abbotsford, Port Coquitlam, Coquitlam, uh, Burnaby, mm-hmm. and like you said, Chilliwack as well. That's most of the Lower Mainland beyond the North mm-hmm. Shore and a couple of other uh, pockets here and there. But it mm-hmm. does speak to the, just the size of this problem when literally every municipality now uh, inevitably is probably going to head in this direction where there will be healthcare workers working with police to respond to some of these calls. Yeah, I think what I think what we want to do also is ensure that our policing resources are used in appropriate ways, and that our policing resources are used to um, to deal with issues that um, that that require uh, a law enforcement um, approach. You know, whether it's you know criminal activity, uh, 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 for example. Um, and so this is also very much about ensuring that we're that we're sort of bringing the right team, the right providers, the right response to the right place at the right time. Um, so it's an, really an expansion of, you know, recognizing that, you know, men, me, mental health distress doesn't just happen in our ERs. It doesn't just happen in acute care. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to make sure that when um, people are either in their homes, because some of this care is also provided to people in their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we need to make sure that when, when people are in distress, we have the right, the right sort of um, kind of trauma-informed response to it. Minister, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jazz.